This is Jeffrey Arendt. 25 years ago on July 17, 1996, 230 people were lost when Transworld Airlines TWA Flight 800 bound for Paris from John F. Kennedy International Airport in New York City exploded above East Morrissey's Long Island and fell into the Atlantic Ocean. More than 200 people gathered in Smith Point County Park near the crash site that contains a black tablet wall inscribed with the names of all those aboard the doomed aircraft. And that happened on Saturday, July 17th. Included were family members, former TWA employees, and retired government officials. After many years, cause of the crash was concluded to have been faulty wiring that sparked the Jet A vapors in the center wing tanks of the aircraft. The TWA crash, perhaps like no other for many Americans, has lingered in memory for the pain and suffering that brought to light the need for caring and counseling when these things happen for friends and families of victims. Recently came word that the National Transportation Safety Board, NTSB, is seeking a contractor to remove reconstructed remains of the B-747 that have sat in a hangar on Long Island since the crash. Eventually, the plan is that more, it's more than 1,600 pieces will be melted or shredded. There will be no remnants of the wreckage that is identifiable as a piece of the wreckage, NTSB said. The families of the 230 people aboard the plane have been promised that once the investigation is concluded. There should be no piece of the aircraft that could be exhibited or used in ways disrespectful to the memories of the dead, NTSB said. NTSB according to a story in New York Newsday, is planning to seek proposals for a three-dimensional electronic model of the reconstruction of the TWA aircraft built by investigators that still sits in a rented suburban Virginia warehouse. We wonder if the Long Island Cradle of Aviation might be interested in obtaining the model. As we send our deepest respect and best regards to everyone connected to the TWA incident that we recall 25 years later. Remember the hotels at the airport filled with people and mourners and press and, and what a bewildering and sad moment that was and remains for many, many people. This is Jeffrey Aaron. This is Jeffrey Aaron and welcome to today's Flying Talkers. For some time now, quite a rather large cross-section of the world's media has been talking about Hong Kong, loss of freedom, bemoaning what's going on in that great city. Uh, it's often described today as a mainland China controlled city. Now we're not political in uh, our flying typers, flying talkers here, but Hong Kong is a major air cargo driver in this world today. It has the busiest air cargo enterprise anywhere. 
So we thought about it a little bit, thought it might be good to talk to someone on the ground who's also a well-known and respected air cargo specialist, someone who lives and works in Hong Kong. Of course, if you believe some of what you read, you might think that people would be reluctant to say anything, fearing the CCP. I'm sure in some cases that's true, but Bob Rogers, who heads up ULD Care and by choice lives in Hong Kong, has never been reluctant to tell it like it is. So here today, Bob Rogers lays it on the line, talks about the current scene in Hong Kong. And we'll have that right after this. Welcome to today's Flying Talkers. We're glad you're here. Flying Talkers 2021, brought to you today by the people of ATC. From Frankfurt, Germany to the world, with offices open everywhere, ATC is the reliable general services and sales agent, GSSA, for top-rated customer satisfaction. If your airline is delivering service excellence, chances are ATC represents them somewhere. There's no secret sauce here. ATC's Extraordinary expertise and service ethic harkens back to a time when results-driven cargo executives were the product of a lifetime of best practices and great training. So contact ATC, One World, One Great Air Cargo GSSA. ATC Aviation can be contacted at atc.aviation.com and tell them Flying Talker sent you. That's atc-aviation.com. Welcome back. This is what Bob Rogers, head of ULD Care, writes about Hong Kong one year later. Quote, I'm sitting here on the morning of June 30th, 2021. It's interesting to reflect on the events exactly 365 days ago when Hong Kong was on the eve of the enactment of the new national security law. Well, it was impending gloom and doom. The airwaves were filled with condemnations from politicians in America, the United Kingdom, Europe, and Australia condemning the enactment of a national security law that were in reality no different from those in their countries that I just mentioned, and offering sanctuary for the hundreds of thousands, if not millions, who they presumed would want to flee Hong Kong. And in the headlines, in the Western media, Everything was chock-a-block full of forecasts of the end of Hong Kong, of mass migration, a crashing stock market, a plummeting property market, a wipeout of the Hong Kong dollar peg, massive outflows of capital. In short, the end of Hong Kong as we know it. 
Well, there's a reality check, Bob Rogers writes. So we're here, as I mentioned at the top, at 365 days later on June 30th, and it's interesting to see just how many of these fevered projections have actually happened. Given Hong Kong's position as a major financial market, it is first appropriate to take its temperature from reading the financial markets. Currently, the Hang Seng index is up almost 20% since this time a year ago. Of course, detractors will claim that many markets around the world have risen by similar or even greater amounts. But the point is that the Hong Kong market was supposed to collapse due to the enactment of the NSA. Well, guess what, sports fans? It hasn't happened. Over $400 billion in new listings raised last year and $183 billion in the first six months of 2021, I think is hardly a sign of lack of confidence in Hong Kong's future when this much money is flowing into the stock market here. The Hong Kong dollar remains as stable as ever, with its nominal 7.75 actually the only deviation was upwards in early 2021 when it exceeded 7.78. Hong Kong's financial reserves remain as robust as ever. On July 9, 2021, Bloomberg reported that the U.S. hedge fund trader Kyle Bass, quote, reckoned that its days are over, end quote, and made huge bets against the Hong Kong dollar. Not sure which tea leaves he was reading, Bob Rogers writes, but clearly not the right ones. It hasn't happened, and it looks like investors will loosen up their money somewhere in the neighborhood of six months from now. That's what it looks like from our point of view. Real estate is booming. The property market is just skyrocketing. Property has always been a measure of Hong Kong's financial health, and the numbers for the first half of 2021 show a 24-year high of Hong Kong dollars, $468 billion. And keep in mind that non-holders of Hong Kong permanent ID cards achieved after seven years continuous residency here pay a double stamp duty. So this is not a rush of mainland money. All five of the above metrics go to show that I've mentioned go to show that despite the claims of many governments that the NSL was the end of the line for Hong Kong and despite the breathless commentary in the press that hundreds of thousands, if not millions, would flee the tyranny of Hong Kong, actually the opposite has happened. Hong Kong, Bob Rogers says, continues to thrive. As we continue our first-hand report about Hong Kong, not from a news organization, not from an opinion maker, not on a political basis, not with any agenda, we're just thinking, hey, that's the big air cargo story in the world, has been, will continue to be, or maybe not, if you read some of these reports. So we talked to somebody on the ground, we talked to Bob Rogers, who's the 
driving force of ULD cares. And he's the guy that's kicking the cans all the time. Here, he's looking out his window. He's in the local stores. He's shopping for his food. He's part of people that live every single day in Hong Kong. And he's a guy in air cargo. So take it or leave it. But you got to believe it. This is another voice on the ground of what's happening in Hong Kong that might affect us all because of its preeminence in the world, in our world. It's the place where everybody's been going for the last decade plus and loading up and coming back or at one time loading up in one direction, flying in empty. Think about that. So here Bob Rogers talks about law and order. These are his words. We've seen the return of law and order to the streets of Hong Kong, Bob Rogers writes. Firebombs, destructions of MTR stations, attacks on anybody perceived to be pro-Beijing, these are things of the past. Cases have been going through the courts. Indeed, the first NSC case is currently in court with a variety of outcomes. Some of the accused have been found not guilty. Many have pled guilty and now serving their sentences in Hong Kong prisons. Despite the widespread expectation of foreign politicians and the media that large numbers of people would be swept up under the NSA and shipped off to China, never to be heard from again, the actual number of people detained under the NSA is slightly over 100, or 0.00125% of the Hong Kong population. So what about the legal process? All arrested and charged under the NSA remain firmly in Hong Kong and will go through the Hong Kong legal process. The 12, quote, bail runners, unquote, who tried to get into Taiwan by speedboat, but mistakenly entered PRC waters and got arrested for illegal entry into PRC, cue all sorts of press served their eight-month sentence in Yantian for illegal entry and bar the two organizers who received longer sentences returned to Hong Kong to face not only their original charges, but also the new charge of breaking their bail conditions. So what about migration to the United Kingdom? There are a number of people that are choosing to take advantage of the very generous immigration offers made by the UK, Canada, and Australia to those wishing to leave Hong Kong. Sadly, they don't make the same offers to citizens of those countries they have trashed, such as Iraq, Afghanistan, and Libya, Bob adds. This is exactly the same that happened in the run-up to 1997. Many Hong Kongers believing that the grass is always greener on the other side decided to move to these countries in order to seek another passport. But strangely, in the intervening years, a large number of them have come back to Hong Kong after finding the grass not quite as green as they were led to believe. Furthermore, Bob Rogers said, in the UK, the government has found to their disappointment that instead of droves of wealthy Hong Kongers bringing their money with them, the opposite turned out to be true, and they have had to agree to provide social benefits for these new immigrants, again while refusing to pay such benefits to their own people. Well, that's sort of a gotcha. That's Bob Rogers, but so we said it. So are freedoms challenged? Freedom of assembly and freedom of speech and the press are always headline matters. 
After giving approval for around 100 protest marches during 2019-2020, most of which degenerated into riots, such events are no longer being given approval on the basis of the super strict anti-COVID public gathering regulations. There is every expectation, Bob Rogers said, that once this passes, protest marches will be allowed, but of course, without any of the extreme violence that occurred during the riots. So what about the closing of Apple Daily? It's about freedom of expression and of the press. And the recent closure of Apple Daily made headlines around the world and even comments for President Biden. This disregards the fact that Jimmy Lai and a number of his employees at Apple Daily had weaponized the newspaper at the bidding of various foreign governments. The various cases against Mr. Lai and others will come to court during 2021 and 2022 and no doubt be keenly followed. We can of course expect the usual knee-jerk reactions from the likes of Chris Patton and Dominic Robb. What about free access to internet and newspapers? Bob Rogers says, meanwhile there's a complete free access to the internet here. Foreign newspapers are available on the streets. I picked them up at the corner or online, and there are more than a few publications prepared to be critical of the government and indeed of Beijing. What is clearly not allowed is colluding with foreign governments, something that is a serious impediment to the U.S. and its efforts to meddle in China through Hong Kong. What about the Hong Kong legislative system? Created in 1997 after the handover, the system has struggled to provide effective governance for Hong Kong in the subsequent 24 years, leading to an almost complete breakdown, breakdown of any legislative process in 2020. Having sat on the sidelines for many years, I've been watching this experiment in democracy on Chinese soil. Beijing has decided enough is enough. The basic requirements of any member of LEGCO to be a patriot of Hong Kong is now made clear. But then again, what country would allow that its legislator was packed with individuals whose single ambition was to bring down the government, as was the case with the pan-Democrats? And about the pan-Democrats, the saddest thing is that had the pandems been prepared to exercise a little patience back in the early 2000s, they actually would have got the universal suffrage they wanted by now but instead, by pursuing a policy of obstruction, they managed to lose everything they hoped for. Of course, none of this stops the usual click-chasing journalists trying to make headlines out of anything and everything that might portray the end of Hong Kong. This is to be expected and no doubt will continue along for a while as they desperately try to prop up their narrative and those of their masters in the governments of America, Canada, the UK, and Australia, etc. It would be very tough for them they have to admit that perhaps they got it wrong. In the meantime, the Hong Kong government is focused on the basic functions of providing a stable society for its citizens to make the most of, backed by the strong debt-free government finances and the huge opportunities that exist through the creation of the 70 million strong Greater Bay Area, expected to become one of the world's leading economic powerhouses. No doubt others want to keep forecasting the end of Hong Kong. Books in that theme have been appearing for many, many years. Well, good luck to them. That's from Bob Rogers. We'll have a PS. 
right to the heart of the air cargo business right after this. Wow, that's quite a testimonial to what's going on in Hong Kong from a completely on-the-ground source. Guy who lives there, not a guy that moved in last week or dropped into a hotel, from Bob Rogers. Top dog at ULD Cares. The world. The world in a can, right? That's what they do. So I'm looking at a picture of the new fulfillment center that's being built for Alibaba, I think, in the cargo area of Hong Kong Airport. Now, how big is that airport cargo building? That's like, I don't know, it looks like it's like two thirds. Check out Flying Typers, we have a picture. But do the words absolutely enormous tell the tale? But seriously, this kind of construction, pandemic reported, political unrest and all right now is money on the table indication of the kind of optimism that's always so prevalent in Hong Kong. Elsewhere at the gateway, that long hoped for third runway is just about ready to go into service while massive new construction around the runway, including a whole new passenger terminal about the same size as the original one, plus new hotels and shopping centers and all kinds of customer services will just sit there and say, okay, give us your best shot, we're ready for you. In other words, in the believe what I say, but verify what I do world of 2021, anyone wishing to count on calling out Hong Kong might wanna think again. This is Jeffrey Aaron. Flying Talkers podcast brought to you today by your friends at Pay Cargo, the better way to pay and to save time and money. You see, Pay Cargo has a better idea. By simplifying the payment process to more than 3,000 vendors, cargo moves faster. Pay Cargo saves you time and money by expediting important data and funds to ensure rapid release of your cargo. Maybe best of all, you get the time to build your business assured that the Pay Cargo team is with you, providing trackable, tangible results every step of the way. So why wonder why most shipments in the Pay Cargo system get released in as little as one hour? Go to www.paycargo.com and explore a whole new way to pay and get paid. PayCargo offers flexible payment options and also available credit lines. And as the number one online platform in the world for cargo payments, www.paycargo.com can offer you a level of service, financial expertise, and connectivity that makes it easy to ship, click, and pay. 
So go to www.paycargo.com and get the rest of the story. Discover how PayCargo simplifies a better way to pay and get paid. And tell them Flying Talkers sent you. That's www.paycargo.com. Great people to do business with. You cannot mask that during these lockdown times, Ingo Zimmer, CEO, and his global team at ATC GSSA are holding the relationships developed over the years across an expanding roster of service partners, quote, even closer, end quote, as Ingo puts it. Everybody is watching this Wunderkind company that has taken the spirit and innovation lead in the global GSSA market with its compelling solutions and staff of professionally trained and seasoned account executives many have served in both the airline and freight forwarder role. These days, without a doubt, of all GSSA services, it is exactly these words that have resonated across company lines in the global GSSA landscape. Whereas 2021 continues, ATC is out front and pulling away. Quote, there is no secret sauce at ATC, end quote, Ingo declares, and no empty promises either. We can add that. It's all about people in service delivery with no excuses, Ingo said. Every day, ATC reminds our partners that we never forget how important they are. Knowing what to expect is always priority one at ATC service, Ingo said. As noted, ATC does not employ any smoke and mirrors in its no-nonsense approach to GSSA. Quote, our main priority of making sure all of our service partners know what to expect and driving complete transparency during every part of the shipping process via the most advanced IT setup in air cargo employs the ATC will to succeed and the spirit involvement of everyone on our team. That is the ATC coda as we work our way back from the pandemic, Ingo Zimmer said. Our friendship and concern has never slackened. Take our case of our 28-year successful cooperation with Royal Air Maroc. It's a great service that punches it way above its weight in every effort, Ingo said. It's our job to make sure that we continue to do our utmost to support our service partnership based on long-held trust and belief that the air cargo agent is the ultimate judge of how are we doing as service partners. So as I said, we don't forget the importance of our partners in the supply chain. The airline and the cargo agent are, and our success, and while it's going the extra mile in our effort that makes the most difference in the long run. In the case of Royal Air Maroc, our partnership started with a contract for Germany. And over the years, because of the good performance, Asia, Argentina, Brazil, Austria, and Canada have been added. But it's like that all over as we see it. Ingo said, you have to think about where you want to be and how you like to be treated when approaching this industry if you expect to be around for any length of time. July has arrived, and again this year, like the last, will be a new experience. Sure that the high summer skies may elicit the desire to kick back and enjoy 
the hazy, crazy, lazy days of summer 2021. But you know something? Ingo said COVID-19 is still in somewhat the pole position regarding air cargo gatherings. And how do we do business? And, and will we continue to double down our efforts to stay very close to our service partners? Take that to the bank. Our staff of seasoned, energetic veterans are bringing forward a new class of cargo executive capability and vitality to the GSSA business. Our company, in just three short decades, is admired, admired all over the world. Not for nothing is ATC always take care recognized in 2021 as standard of the world. There's much more behind the fast-rising Tiffany GSSA, known as ATC. We create a can-do atmosphere for the air cargo package as part of our agreements, offering carriers some refuge and one less thing to worry about. ATC is, in reality, a company that has emerged in the service quarter, serving up a mix of both passenger and freighter airlines. Right now, despite the success of air cargo during the pandemic, we note that all of our carriers, Ingo said, are remarkably more cost-conscious than they were even just a few years ago. In other words, as we move along in 2021, every single cargo flight is carefully scrutinized. In some ways, the impossible COVID scourge has made us better and more aware of the great service we are entrusted to deliver, Ingo said. Hey friend, do it again. We're all wondering, after all is said and done, after 18 months of operating behind a mask at home and away from the familiar, what's changed? And what would Ingo choose? An air cargo career again? Given another chance to choose a career, Ingo said, of course it would be air cargo. This is the most exciting job you can have. You're in aviation, the cargo people are straightforward, and your playground is the world. And your business work. Your business friends are everywhere and every day in so many places you can see the result of your labor and effort and passion. When I began my career, Ingo Zimmer said, I was selling, I was booking, I was doing a load plan. And when the cargo docks were handed to the aircraft crew and the cargo holds were closed, I often stayed at the ramp and watched as the aircraft departed. I knew I did my job, but I also realized those planes were going to places yet to be discovered, and that drove my imagination. Now, my job description is different, but to me, air cargo is still exciting, said Ingo Zimmer. I can endorse cargo as a career and would love to see my sons grow up and become air cargo specialists. That's Ingo Zimmer. Well, too much is not enough. As he adds, the pandemic has been terrible for the world. It stretched resources and imaginations to the limit. Everyone, in my view, knows and expects much more from air cargo than we have in the past. The pandemic has made both cargo famous as the savior of the airlines and also the preferred way to ship vital commodities at once to people in need the world over. Images of vaccines arriving to arrest the COVID and save lives all over the world have never been quite so compelling. No doubt, top of the list, moving ahead in 2021 and beyond will be digitization, although we have heard that call before. Well, now up and down the line at ATC, we're working to up our game to become the preferred GSSA choice in the world. In fact, we can't wait for tomorrow because we think air cargo looks better every day. 
So get up and shout. It's like a pep talk. Sounds good to me. Thanks, Ingo Zimmer. Thanks, the team at ATC. Thanks for your support and your passion and your resolve to get the job done and to better air cargo. This is Jeffrey Aaron thanking you for your time this time until next time. Keep them flying air cargo. Be good to each other, will you? Goodbye.